Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 20. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with a podcast devoted to the Mac Switcher. If you have uh, been a PC user your entire life, or uh, and, and you've just recently purchased a Macintosh computer, or maybe you are just on the fence and you have lots of questions before you take that plunge, but you just know beyond beyond any reasonable doubt you know for a fact that you are not going to purchase a vista machine then this is the podcast for you yes so chris what's going on my friend it's been a week it has man and i've been i've been in new york for the past few days i just got back in town on saturday and what were you doing in new york i was doing some business stuff with my Uh company that i work for that so, sounds so yeah. secretive. It was fun, and and now, now I'm I'm here. I'm on my super cool couch with my laptop and my Skype. And can I St. say Patrick's Day? Happy pa- St. Patrick's Day to you. Yes, my friend, it's awesome. I am enjoying a uh, Irish beverage and uh, having a good time. An Irish beverage. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. We have a full show planned for everyone tonight. And before we get into the content, for those who have been uh, listening to us week after week, they know that I have been sharing some of my frustrations with an issue that I've been having recently, and that mm-hmm. would be my wireless connectivity. You recall that I've been talking about that, I'm sure. I do recall that you've been talking about that. <laughs> well, I solved the issue. And in the for- okay. in the forum, I did something I never thought I would do. I thanked God for a Mac product. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never thought, because uh, anyway, uh, just real briefly, I won't go into the whole story, but I was having issues with a Linksys wireless router, uh, originally a wireless B, and it was just crashing all the time, killing my DSL connection. And it didn't, okay. it didn't matter what was connecting. So I figured to solve the issue, I figured it was just my wireless B had just had its, it was just on its final legs. So I went out to All Staples. Right. I bought a Linksys Wireless N router. And there's if you go to the uh, gspn.tv slash forum and you go in there and you look under Help I Got a Mac, there's a whole section devoted just to this show. There is okay. a thread of notes about everything I've been experiencing with that Linksys Wireless N router. Too much to go into in this show, but I will just tell you that after finally talking with Linksys technical support and Apple technical support, I will tell you that I have decided to take that Linksys router back to Staples, which I am so excited because even though it's beyond 30, day, 30 days and I did not purchase their extended, you know, um, pay, pay me for nothing kind of extended warranty, it was a, mm-hmm. probably about 13 days over the 30 days. I called up the manager of the store and he says, you know what, just bring it in. We'll, we'll give you a refund. And they refunded me. I went to the Apple store the next day. I bought yeah. an Airport Extreme wireless N router. Um, and I will tell you, it hooked up. It, it came, when it set it up automatically, manually, by itself, it 
it hooked it up under channel one and my everything hooked up perfectly except for my macbook was going extremely slow so i went in and i did some manual changes in the wireless uh router connectivity uh settings and i changed the channel 11 and it has been probably more than four days and every single computer in my house works effortlessly it works perfectly it is awesome and so yeah it is really really awesome so it's all wonderful my my macbook i i can run around the house with it again and i for gosh it was it was about a month and a half i was having issues so for a month and a half my macbook was tethered to an ethernet cable only used for skype Okay. That was it. It was it, it, matter of fact. Yeah. The, the only time I used it was for help. I got a Mac to. Rec- I'm I'm doing a <laughs> Mac podcast. I'm hosting a Mac podcast, and the only time I use it is to bring in my co-host for the Mac podcast. <laughs> but now That's it is very usable again. Airport rocketing. See, man, it's you know you pay a little bit extra, but I'll tell you what, I, I really do like the airport, and and what I like about it um, more than. More than anything else that I've ever dealt with, I just think the software is really, really nice to configure it. Where you know, when you had a Linksys or a, or Netgear or whatever, you have to log into that web page kind of interface, and it's never real clear on what it does. And you know, it, it's just the airport admin software is just a joy to use. I okay, I will say that the Linksys <laughs> software, when I log into it, it seems pretty clear and straightforward. I okay. will t- I will tell you that I f- I finally got Linksys to agree that their issue is that they needed to dr- they not that their firm not that I needed to upgrade firmware but they needed to build a new firmware for the MacBook for mm-hmm. it to connect well they they did admit that that it's their issue that they have had other people on the wireless end routers have some issues with their MacBooks and so it is that problem but I will tell you that that Linksys is pretty clear I mean it, they've really cleaned up their interface it looks pretty nice. I don't like that you and and here's where I'm saying that I'm opposite of you. I don't like that I have to have software on my system to access the, all the settings in mm-hmm. the uh, router. I I would much prefer to be. I would like to be able to see. I, I installed the software on my MacBook, but let's just right. say I, I'm there's some kind of issue. I or let's just say I want to change the password. I want to do something else, and I want to do it on Stephanie's laptop since I'm already up here. I would love to be yeah. able to just type in 10.1.1.0 or whatever and, and log in and go. But I can't. So I actually, I I, pref- I like their software. I, I will tell you, I do believe it's good software. It, it's it's easy to use, but I think it should be it, it should be on the router and I should be able to access it with a password. That's fair enough. It, it, they should have both. You know, it should yeah. be an option. Yep. So anyway, I, I will just say that if you guys are out there, and, and I don't know if anybody else is having the issues that I am, but if let's just say if you have a Linksys router and you're a PC user and your Linksys router has been working forever and you recently just purchased a Mac and your Mac is losing its connectivity, I want to tell you that you can go to gspn.tv slash forum, go to the help I got a Mac section and look at, you know, problem or issue with my wireless connectivity. Try everything I tried. If it doesn't work, I'm going to tell you this. Go to the Apple store, go to apple.com, get yourself a wireless router, an airport extreme from Apple. I am almost certain that it will fix your issue. <laughs> oh, or you can just get the brand new uh airport express that was just released today 
with uh, the uh, 802.11n. Now, you said, I, that's what I saw Dozer in here um, say. He he says that the Airport Express N came out. Now, my Airport Express has N. Not yeah yeah your ex, no no your, your Airport Extreme does. The Airport Express is the little itty bitty one that I have. <gasps> oh, the thing that has no Ethernet ports. Right, right. It's okay. just if you want wireless, and yeah, okay. It's the one that's got the audio out. You know, you can do like Air Tunes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the N version came out today, so if you, oh, very if you cool. want one of those. And I'll tell you what, I, I've got the uh, the older one, you know, the one that just was out the day before yesterday. Right. And um, I love it. It's, the, the, the issue I was having a week or two ago is seemed to, to, be, to, to seem to fix itself, so um, I'm not having my dropouts and stuff anymore. But I, it, the range is really, really good. You know, I've got a, a, an average-sized house, and... Um, it's down in my basement, and it, it works great. It, I have to say that I've been nothing but, but pleased with my Airport Express. Okay, and you're talking about the one that's already been out, right? Yeah, it looks yeah. like a, a little adapter. You know, it's pretty small. Yeah, and, I saw uh, one in the store. So, so just so people are clear, what I have is a a white box that looks very similar to the profile profile of an uh, Mac Mini or a. Um, Apple TV. Apple TV. But it yeah. is white. Are, are, the, are the other two, are they white as well? They're white on top, but they have a band of aluminum around them. Okay. Well, the, the Airport Extreme wireless router is what I have, and I think it was 179 which you say mm-hmm. you pay a little bit more. I, my Linksys wireless N router was 129 So it is a little bit more, but it works. That's the cool Yeah, well, and here's the thing. If you, if you want to use it as a print server, you can. Yep. With and certain I printers. Think yeah, and if you want to uh, connect a network attached storage device to it, you can. You know, like a, a, a uh, an external hard drive to it, you can too. Yeah, there's a USB port on there, and it does appear that I can do that. And I was thinking about getting myself uh, probably maybe a 500 gig hard drive and uh, making that attachable. Which I will tell you that I used to try to do this with my old wireless B router. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have things stored on an external drive, some videos that I had downloaded, and I would try to stream them to a laptop upstairs, and it was you know, real choppy at times. Having a wireless N router, it, it, it's just, it just streams. You know, it's beautiful. It's just as if it was attached almost. I mean, as far as yeah. watching a video anyway. Right, yeah, I, and I do, I do a lot of videos wirelessly um, between you know, the network and my Apple TV. And I haven't had any issues whatsoever with with the choppiness or uh, or frames dropped out or anything like that. I'm streaming, you know, high def content. It looks just fine. Right. So with this wireless extreme router, which is what I have, what I just purchased, it has it has the ability to have three Ethernet ports on there, so you can connect up to three things via Ethernet. Um, and then you can have, of course, it'll it has one Ethernet port for uh, connecting directly to a DSL router or a cable router or a cable modem. Um, mm-hmm. It also has, like I said, the, the like we had talked about, the, the USB uh, attachment where you could plug in a printer or um, a hard drive, an external hard drive. However, I, right. will, I will tell you that... Um, what was that? what was the point of this? So so that that's the ability. <laughs> I was going somewhere. I, I just want to tell people because this is help. I got a Mac, and people might say, "Okay, well, I've got this Mac, and now I'm ready to go wireless with my new laptop." And so right. I will say that this is a great thing. I would suggest that you definitely pay the one seventy nine to get the Airport Extreme if you need to plug in other 
devices such as um, other computers via Ethernet, wired up mm-hmm. cables. Now, the airport, now the airport, I guess you're calling it the Express, is also a wireless router that will plug up to your DSL modem or cable modem. But mm-hmm. and it and it does the same thing as far as sending out and being able to connect wirelessly, but it does not have any ports whatsoever. It's, it's a real tiny device. About yeah. it looks about the size of a plug adapter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a little little bigger. It kind of looks like the uh, the size of uh, yeah your laptop your laptop power adapter. Okay, and so so it's a smaller device, but it is but it's a wireless router. And how much do those run? Do you know approximately? About ninety nine dollars. So not very expensive, and uh, and that's the and then of course you it says but you do let's see it says you need the extreme to run on to run it. What does that mean? Michael King is in the chat room. He actually he's on the phone. So let's just bring him in. Yeah, Michael. my uh, my chat just died. So. Uh, I'm sorry, I hear uh, echoes. I don't have my headset on. No, you need. I have the G one, and to actually work that Airport Express. You need your airport extreme router to send signals to it. It's not. It's more of a. It's more of like a um, extender to your your Wi-Fi system. Okay, so it's okay. Let me go ahead and put you back on mute. I, I understand what he's saying. So, in in essence, he's he's talking about it's more like a wireless access point. So the Airport Express, I thought it does connect to the DSL and cable modems. What, the the Airport Express? Yeah, so it does. Okay, so Michael King saying it, his does not. Oh, I don't know the way it, my, the way my configuration is. Show, tell is us your got, configuration. Got, okay, I got my DSL because I use DSL. I don't use cable, so I got my DSL modem. Uh huh. And I, and I could and I have in the past plugged that directly into uh, the Airport Express from my router. Uh, right now, the way I've got it set up is I've got. Since I've got some wired devices that I want hooked up to, yeah, I've I've got my uh, DSL modem going into a hub, and from the hub, I've got you know a, a cable going into my Xbox 360, a cable going into my Xbox, and and then I have a cable going into uh, the Airport Express. Gotcha. So you're using a, a, you're it, using a hub then, and and yeah. you're using the routing abilities of the DHCP routing abilities of your cable mode or your dsl modem yeah exactly gotcha all right so i'm but now the uh the the, on on wireless it's on its own dhcp it's on a different ip uh, ip scheme right so like on my wireless it's you know 10 dot you know whatever 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 and on the wired network it's 192.168 dot whatever 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 right so i kind of separate the two and now i'm here on the apple website and i am looking at the airport express on on uh, apple.com and i'm looking at easy setup and it talks about the utility it only shows them uh holding it up it doesn't show the airport express as far as uh all the different angles to see if it's got an ethernet ability on there but oh yeah i do i see it plugged in so yes it definitely does have the ability to plug in via ethernet and it looks like there's also a usb connection that could go to your computer as well yeah, there's uh there's just one port, so it's you know you plug it in from your router or from your hub into it, and then there's also a USB port for a printer, 
And then there's the uh, audio out for AirTunes if you want to hook up a set of speakers to it. Gotcha. So anyway, it it does have that ability. So um, yes. So basically, the Airport Express. Uh, it will do the wireless routing for you. You can hook it up via Ethernet to your router. It's just like having any other wireless router, only you have no additional ports to plug in via the um, uh, Ethernet. So very cool. All right, so we have that out of the way. We've talked about, but I think that was good to talk about because people can see, you know, number one, I'd say with my experience recently, if you have a Mac, my suggestion is if you if you don't have a wireless router or if you're in the market for getting one, my suggestion, go out and make sure you go ahead and get an Apple one. If for no other reason, to deal just with one technical support department uh, when it comes to um, trying to figure out the problems because it was really difficult for uh, me having Linksys point fingers at Apple and have Apple point fingers at Linksys. Now, I figured, you know what, even if the Apple product gave me the same issue, at least I can deal with one department. They can just point fingers at themselves exactly. <laughs> until we get this thing worked out. And so I'm just glad it fixed it. But that would be my suggestion to you guys. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like not planned or, or scripted, was it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. What do we have next there, Chris? Oh, let me pull up my notes here. So uh, we've got uh, two listener questions or comments. I think uh, the one, though, from Alaska, Brad, was a personal question. Yes. Right? Yeah, I think so. But, okay, if, actually, but he, if we get really boring, we can go ahead and play his personal note. Actually, I think he had another one on there about the MacBook Air. He was kind of thinking about, he was making a comment about the MacBook Air. All right, well, let's play that one. All right, we'll see what happens. All right, here's Alaska Brad. Warning, it could be Hi, boring. Cliff. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon to you. This is Alaska Brad calling in for the Help I Got a Mac podcast, of course. Hey, I just wanted to reiterate again, you know, with the fact that the MacBook Air is in uh, the first generation, uh, this SDK that's coming down, I am so excited to see what Apple has for us in the future. I, I'm thinking, you know, a middle of the road between the iPhone and that Mac Air with the touch technology. I think that's why this company, and the name slips my mind, but it put this venture capital up for development is because it would be so easy to transfer any software that's made for the iPhone to this new touch tablet device or, or whatever. And, uh, boy, the sky's the limit. But uh, I just wanted to see how you guys felt about that as well. Uh, it's a fairly exciting time to be involved in electronics. And I'm glad I have an outlet such as your show to uh, talk about it because, frankly, my wife's not really interested in it. And uh, <laughs> she rolls her eyes every time I start talking about SDK. Her, her head starts hurting. She's like, you're speaking French. So uh, good to have an outlet like this show. Appreciate it, <laughs> you guys, and all that you do. Take care. All right. Thanks for calling in, Brad. What do you think about that, Chris? Ah, uh, you know my 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 wife who who was actually listening to the show tonight and participating in the chat room. I see that. Uh, her, Hello, Emily. Her her eyes kind of glaze over a little bit when I start talking about SDKs and and uh, you know um, uh, things things of that nature. You know uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think we're. Pro- I, I would love to see something that's a little bit bigger than a, than an iPhone, you know, that 
if you basically just took the MacBook Air, made it about 10 inches, broke it, and slapped it, you know, glued it all together without a keyboard, I, I think that'd be kind of a cool uh, t- tablet-like device. I honestly don't think we're going to see anything like that, though. You don't think so? I, I think we will eventually. I think uh, I, with this, because I went into the Apple Store and I, I, I saw the MacBook Air. Absolutely nothing in it make, is, is appealing to me other than the fact of how thin it is. Mm-hmm. But but because of its size, I think it's just way too big. But if you were to shrink that into half the size, shrink down the screen to about half the size of the screen, make it you know three four times bigger than the iPhone, and and have a keyboard, I, I think you've got it. I really oh, do. Well, think yeah, I, mean, I I think a clamshell style device that you know is a tiny laptop, a lot like yeah. the. Uh, Fujitsu, what is those called? What are those called? Life books or something like that. I, I think we could probably see something from Apple along those lines. I just don't think we're going to see like a, an iPhone like device where there's no keyboard. It's all gestures and on screen on screen keyboards. I don't think we're going to see anything like that. I, you know, if if they did come out with something like that, having the ability to hook up Bluetooth keyboard, you know, the actual iPhone, mm. Apple keyboard would be nice. Yeah. Well, we saw those um, for those. Uh, who are kind of, you know, nerds like you and I and, and troll the websites and stuff. Apple does have a patent for some kind of dockable screen that looks like uh, an iMac with a slot on the side, and you would, it looks like you insert some sort of, like, tablet device into the side of it um, to actually use it, you know, on a big screen with a keyboard and mouse and stuff like that. That would be very, very cool if they would do something like that. It's, I just don't know if it's, if it would catch on, though, because... Uh, the nice thing about the iPhone is that you know it fits in my pocket, and right. I don't know I don't know if I want a device that I still have to carry a bag with me everywhere, because there are definitely times where I'm I'm glad I have my iPhone and I don't need to bring my laptop. Yeah, you know the the iPhone is rather nice and it is just the perfect size, and I think that given the ability to have the you know the three G wireless internet, some super high speed wireless internet. Get to the point where we can have flash. Get to the point where we can have um, all the all the uh, bells and whistles as far as having software that lies dormant on our literal hard drive, so that we can use it when we want, where we want. I th- I think then you have the perfect device. Oh yeah, I think iPhone two. Whenever that comes out, you know the the second hardware version of the iPhone. Yeah. Um, it is going to be that that device, and actually, there was a patent released today for Apple for a flip version of the phone, where you open it up and it's two touch screens. Really? And yeah, and and I could see a device like that, you know, being being the next iteration of the iPhone or a different, you know, like there's the the standard iPhone quote unquote candy bar version, and then there's the flip version, and the flip version, you know, would have two, you know, three inch screens, so it's six inches across. You know that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. So, but, you know, we're all speculative. I mean, I, I honestly think we're going to see a, an iPhone two announcement uh, sometime in June, probably during the Worldwide Developer Conference or whenever the iPhone version two point software is going to come out. I think Steve's going to at least show the new version. It's and you know it'll have HSDPA, which is the the high speed wireless, uh, you know, internet on it and stuff like that. I think we're going to see that, and um, you know. Then I'm going to look at my my sad little 4-gig iPhone and, and I'll weep. Well, here's the thing. One of the cool things about this 
revolution here known as iPhone, I really believe that once the new ones come out, and of course we want to be the early adopters and we want to go buy those, they're going to be so expensive when you compare to the older ones. And I believe there'll still be a market for people who want to buy our iPhones. Oh, I believe so too. And, uh, you know, once this SDK comes out, I honestly see myself not using it so much as a music device, maybe putting a day's worth of songs on it every time I sync up, but dedicating, you know, all the memory I have to applications. Because this is, this is the point when this, and I know we kind of talked about the, the software development kit last week, but when this comes out in June, this is going to be the point when this truly does become a computer in your pocket. Right. Yes, I mean, it is now, but I mean, the fact that I can get any application I want soon, you know, games, things like that, it's going to be awesome. The one thing that concerns me, the only thing that concerns me is you say any application I want. And well, the, the thing is, it's any application that we want that Apple has approved onto their system. Exactly. Any application I want, asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So that that's the only thing that concerns me is that, you know, obviously Skype will want to run a an application but but will will Apple allow, allow them to do it I think so I it, Steve said in a, in a press release or a press question and answer that they're not going to stop anybody from creating a, a voice over IP application that works on Wi-Fi only and I understand why they say I Wi-Fi only edge first off is awful and slow yeah and, and, and second, I wouldn't want to you know, voice over IP on edge yeah, and second of all, you know, they do have to keep their, their partners happy. And that's, you know, O2, AT&T, T-Mobile over in uh, Germany. And, you know, they've got, they've got to keep those people happy, too. And it's, it's a bit, it, you know, Apple's a business. Yep, yep, absolutely. So anyway, I think we got a question or a comment from Wayne. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play Wayne's comment. Alrighty. Hi, Cliff. Uh, this is Wayne from Wayne's Take on Lost. And although I've been a long-time listener and frequent caller of the Lost podcast that you do. This is my first call to your Help, I've Got a Mac podcast. Yay. might be subtitled Help, I've Got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I've been working great with my 24-inch iMac uh, Intel, uh, as well as my iPhone, until shortly after, or maybe it was even immediately after the most recent iPhone update. Um, all of a sudden, it will not sync the calendar items and the bookmarks that I've created on my iPhone. And I create and modify a lot of calendar items on my iPhone clip. I think I'm like you. I've got to-do lists uh, coming out my ears, and I just keep you know, moving things around. But anyway, I don't know if there's a fix for this other than maybe reverting to the last build of the iPhone uh, program, and I don't even know how to do that if it is possible. Any clues? Any help? I don't want to wait all the way until June when iPhone... 2.0 comes out so that I can uh, successfully sync up these hundreds of uh, to-do items I've created uh, in the past week that I haven't been able to update. Thanks for your help, Cliff. Talk to you later. This is Wayne. Do you have any uh, response for him there, Chris? I'd, I, I, I've not heard of this before. Yeah, neither have I. I'm using uh, my iPhone. I'm syncing my, my iCal, which is syncing with my entourage. And, you know, I haven't had any issues. I, I have had issues in the past where things don't work right. Uh, the easy thing to do and try right now would be just to do a, a restore on the phone, you know, install software fresh and then restore from a backup, which all does is just resync all your data. I would try that. I mean, it's going to take, you know, depending on how much stuff you have on your phone and how big your phone is, um, 
a restore doesn't take very long. Uh, maybe under you know fifteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes. So in, in that way, you you rule out any kind of corruption on the phone because so, you know let's be honest, the phone is running you know Mac OS ten. Right. So there's always that that chance of you know a bit got flipped somewhere. Yep. So that would be my suggestion as well. I, I think I think just doing a complete restore on the phone, and that's the. I mean, one of the things that I'm noticing here, and if I go into uh, iTunes and I click on uh, iTunes, then preferences under the there's a there are new some a couple new tabs in here. I see that they have an Apple TV tab in here now, and they have a a tab titled syncing with a picture of an iPhone above it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says here the following iPhones and iPods are backed up to, on this computer. And one of them says iPhone, and that one's mine. And then it says Stephanie's iPhone. So, you know, one of the things they do have is that they are backing up your data whenever, I guess, you sync. Is that true? Yeah. It, uh, it, I don't know what the frequency of the backups are, but I know mine backups at least once a day. Yeah. So so anyway, it does appear that they're ma- they're doing that. So the the thing is, is I tell you that's the one tricky thing. Now we have a you and I have a friend in common, our good friend Rob Johnson, and yeah. I saw that he did something the other day where I I guess he was syncing, and it it asked him a question. He didn't exactly read what it said. And he went ahead and clicked OK anyway, and it de- completely deleted every single contact he had. But not only did it delete it out of his iPhone, it also deleted it out of his contacts in his uh, utility on the Mac. So one of the things that I had said is, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly in using um, Plaxo. And now I don't use Plaxo for what Plaxo originally is used for which is where you send out an email to everybody and they're supposed to sign up for an account and anytime they update their information it automatically updates your information if they approve you to see all that updated information so um yeah. but regardless of that i don't ever send out any notes and say hey folks would you mind telling me your all your information i just use it as a database and they have a great program for osx that keeps my contacts on my Mac synced with my Plaxo online. And then, of course, my contacts from my Mac to my PC. The question he has is whether or not, maybe if he had done this, I, he wonders if it would have actually wiped out uh, all the data on Plaxo if it would have synced knowing that you know he had just effectively answered, yes, I want to delete everything. So I don't yeah. know. That, I don't. I've, I've never used. You know, I've never used uh, Plaxo ever. Actually, Plaxo is really. It, it was the only online contact manager that I could find that I that had all the different places that I liked. I, I think that Yahoo has a pretty decent one, but I I quit using Yahoo Mail years ago when I went to uh, Gmail, and so I it's like, man, I just don't want to. I, I guess it's no different going to Plaxo than to going to Yahoo, but I don't believe Yahoo has a good syncing ability to my MacBook. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, I, I gave up on Yahoo long, long time ago. And now Google just owns my life now, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope that helps. I, I would say, Wayne, do, do a hard restore on there. Let it completely restart itself from scratch. And if that doesn't help out, I'd say call AppleCare and see if they can't walk you through the process or take it into uh, your local store and see if the Genius Bar can uh, help you get it all figured out. Yeah, I would make sure that your software is updated to you know get the latest. And this is obviously this goes without saying, but you know, 
make sure you get the latest version of iTunes. Yeah. And if you're using Windows, make sure you that that's all updated and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I think Wayne's pretty tech-savvy enough to know that all of those things by nature. In fact, I think in his call he even said maybe he might revert back to a prior version because maybe he thinks an upgrade may have killed this. So, yeah, I and and Michael King's wondering if he jailbroke it. I, 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 would, no. I would guess that he probably didn't. No, I would say he did not. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, I mean, these things are not perfect. That's that's for sure. But hopefully, that will fix it. And Wayne, let us know if if a complete restore. And just so you know, you plug you plug in your iPhone, and it'll say, "Do you want to check for the most recent updates?" And it's on that main screen. It'll say, "Click here to restore to factory settings," and uh, that should that should take care of your problem. Just call us back. And let us know if that helped. Yeah, call yeah. us back. Call us back. We like our phone calls. All right, I what do, else you do you know got? What? It, it, it gives me things to talk about. <laughs> it does. So, um, we, by the way, let's go ahead and give out the phone number uh, a time or two here because the folks who are listening to this via the podcast, these are the people who sure. tend to call in. The phone number is area code 859-795-4067. That's area code 859-795-4067. Now, uh, Chris, we had an email that came in, uh, or not an email, but uh, there was a forum post that mm-hmm. I found that I wanted to read. Sure. And uh, th- for those of you guys that hadn't heard earlier, go to gspn.tv slash forum. If you register there, there, you actually don't have to register to read anything. But if you want to post questions or post a response to something there, uh, to keep out the spammers, you do have to register a username and password. Real easy to get in. And uh, this is where a lot of people go, and they find a lot of great help. I got a Mac tech support uh, there. It's really awesome that by the time I get to that section of the forum, somebody's already answered a question. But here's something that uh, uh, we got in there just the other day. It says, hey, Cliff, Chris, and everyone in the forum. First off, I love the show, and I've been listening to all your back episodes for a week or so now. And I have a few questions slash concerns. Chris talks not enough, and Cliff talks to... Oh, wait, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was like, I didn't even read that in there. I was looking. <laughs> I've been a I, was long- following, I was following along with you. I have been a long-time PowerPC user and have finally committed myself to stop fixing my computer weekly and buy a Mac. Woo-hoo. And uh, I, will, I will say, if you're a PowerPC user, chances are you'll be a Power Mac user. And I don't think that... If you're a power, super power user, I don't think that buying a Mac is completely going to be without needing fix, but maybe maybe not weekly. How's that? Uh, let's Fair see. I've been, I've been researching buying a Mac for a while and have spent many hours at the Apple Store in my quest to familiarize myself with it. I'm an architect and use Photoshop and Dreamweaver, Illustrator, and the dreaded AutoCAD quite a bit. I know AutoCAD is not made for Mac, and honestly, I really don't use it anymore. If I, do, if I want to do work, I'll go to work. I can't afford a Mac Pro and already have a laptop I never take anywhere. I'm thinking about buying a 20-inch iMac, but recently I've, had, I've heard several things. First, I've heard that there has been a screen problem with the new iMacs, a lighting problem with a color gradient or something like that, resulting in many being returned. Is this a deal breaker or would I have a good chance of getting a decent unit if I bought one? First of all, let's go ahead and answer that before we get to the next one. Yeah, you know what? This is actually the first I've heard of this issue. Um, 
I guess I just don't follow the the iMac stuff quite a bit. It's one of those things that if if you get it and you and you bring bring it home and it's it's obviously an issue with gradients and things like that. Then yeah, you could take it back and they'll they'll replace it for you. Now they're not going to go they're not going to go to the store and open up each one to make sure it's okay. But <clears throat> you know their their uh, quality control is pretty good. I'd be willing to bet if it was a bad batch that that problem's been fixed. Yeah, th- there's no doubt about that because they won't they might not open up every box in the store, but if they found that it was a certain run with a certain number of you know units of serial numbers, they can certainly check the boxes and then pull those off the shelf and send them back. I think your chances of getting Which a good they've, one. They've, yeah, I, we, we've had that happen when I worked at the Apple Store. We, we would do that. You know, if we found a a run, you know, we would get a a tech note saying, "Hey, these are bad. You know, send them back to the store. You know, send them back to corporate." Yep. And so uh, let's see here. Dozer is in the chat room. He wants to uh, say something. Let's see if Dozer. What did you have to add to that? Um, well, I think I had already responded to his thread, but um, I, as far as that goes, I, there was an issue about six months ago. I think it was just one run that it, it just got widespread panic as far as buying IMAX. Um, I just recently bought an IMAX about three weeks ago, and it looks amazing. Awesome. And I run all of those programs, and, and it runs it great. Well, that's great to hear. So, see, that's why I love having this show live is we can get this immediate feedback. So, so you don't think he should have any concerns whatsoever as far as what we've read up to this point? Is that correct? I don't think so. And Apple's going to correct it if there are any issues. I would agree with you there. Well, thank you very much uh, for your feedback. Now we're going to go into uh, bring Michael King on board. Michael, you're on the line. Go ahead. Yep, I'll say the same thing. The when the uh, aluminums first came out, they had a little trouble just with the 20 inch, and it was found to be a little bit something with the the screen and with um, the graphics card, which has since been fixed. And I just I would say right before Christmas, I got a 20 the 24 inch uh, Extreme iMac, and I have been very pleased with it, and have been very happy, and it's working great. Excellent. So I would say all oh, those problems have been fixed, so I would go for the 20 or the 24. All right. Well, there you go. I think that uh, gives you uh, uh, quite a bit of a vote of confidence there. I, and and I, would, I would trust these guys. These guys are, are Mac users, and they're actually using the, the type of product that you're discussing there uh, in the forum. And so let's go on to the second uh, issue here. He says, second, he says, I would rather not run Parallels, VMware, or boot camp. So basically, he doesn't want to spend the money on another copy of Windows. Um, he says he found out that Microsoft has just put out a beta version of Remote Desktop Connection Manager for the Mac. I know it's in beta, but is it vi- is it a viable alternative to running Windows locally? My laptop, uh, using my laptop, since I only need it for one or two programs. Chris. Well, um, I think the issue he's going to run into is, uh, I believe he's got to have Windows XP Pro. I've never really used. Uh, I've used the uh, the Windows um, Remote Desktop Connection Manager only with Server, with Windows Server. Right. And it works. It works great. It's just that I've never configured it with with uh, XP, so I can't really speak on how well that is. Um, you know. I don't have a problem. I use Parallels. I've actually switched from VMware back to Parallels because it just seemed to be a little more stable for me. But uh, I use Parallels and I run Windows XP. And you can get an OEM copy of, of XP from you know, Newegg or something like that fairly cheap. 
And um, I bought mine from a lo- local computer store for ninety nine bucks, a Windows yeah, XP. Exactly, and for ninety nine bucks, and it'll run AutoCAD just fine, and, and all that kind of stuff. Because um, AutoCAD really doesn't do a whole lot of you know three D. I don't think if it's three D, it's a wireframe. So, um, my my thing I think is the remote desktop texture manager thing may be a, more of a pain than than it's worth. You know, he's probably better off just grabbing his laptop and using it if he wants to do that. Yeah, one of the things I will just uh, as an update, I will tell you that I have not fired up Parallels in forever on my MacBook. And the last time I did, it told me that I needed to upgrade, uh, that, that there was an update to it. And yeah. it says, oh, remember this. And, and the last time I used it before that, it had been so long that it actually said the same thing. So I, I'm only using Parallels like every now and then. And I find that I don't use it because it's not giving me the full processing power. I will tell you that as soon as I do upgrade to Leopard, I am going to completely blow away Parallels and that version of um, XP, and I'm going to start from scratch using uh, Boot Camp because I would like to just have the choice when I, st- when I start up my computer. It's like, okay, do I want this to ma- go Mac? If so, just leave it be. But if I want to say, okay, I want to do some things on the Windows side, I want this to be completely a Windows laptop. That's yeah. what I want. I don't... Uh yeah, I, I don't really need, unless some cool game comes out in the next you know, six months that I run, I would run on my Mac and, and Windows full-blown. I don't see myself using Boot Camp anymore because I would much rather just have that space uh, for my hard drive. Because what's cool about Parallels and VMware is that, yeah, they say it's a, they dedicate 30 gigabytes to your hard drive, but it's kind of a, a expanding and contracting hard drive. So right now, you know, Windows for me is only taking like a gig and a half. So I just don't want to give, since I have a laptop, I don't want to give my boot camp partition a, a nice giant chunk of real estate on my hard drive. Yeah, that, I guess that is a downside. Um, let's see here. Somebody in the chat room is uh, saying here, help. Let's see. I need some help. I have a Mac mini and I want to be able to stream video and audio and I can't find any audio out when I use, when I stream videos. There is no sound with it. Please uh, explain, please. I do need. Do I need a mixer or something? And um, now the Mac Mini, do they not have? They should have an audio out, shouldn't they? Of course they do. It's yeah. just it's, it's a little just headphone speak- jack. Yeah, just your now the question is if they if they have an audio in. That could be a problem. Do, does it have an audio yeah. in? It ha- I think so, it, yeah. it should have it should. a microphone in. Yeah, they have to have that. Yeah, I would think I, so. Yeah, you couldn't. You, and they might not have if a it, line if, in. If it yeah, if it doesn't have a line in, then yeah. you just get a USB. I'll tell you what, guess you know. number six. It's it'd be difficult to kind of uh, process your question via text. If you want to dial in, there'll be instructions either at the top or the bottom of your chat room screen. The phone number is seven two four 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 seven four four four. And uh the talkcast ID here is four seven seven six, which stands for GSPN. But uh we would uh def yes, yeah, Skype will work if you dial that phone number. So anyway, yeah, it looks like looks like the at least the new version of the Mac Mini has uh, an audio uh, digital audio input. So um, it, I would you know be, I would probably still use USB audio in just because it's probably going to be a cleaner audio. That's what I use for uh, for our show here. I use uh, USB audio. 
Gotcha. Now, going back to this uh, message in the forum, there is a third question. It says, third, or no, wait, no, it looks like there's four. Third, I've been hearing some sort of freezing issue. Have you heard of that or whatever has been fixed? Now, I haven't heard of any freezing issue with the IMAX at all. Have you? No, I haven't heard of any freezing issues either. Yeah, I, I now, of course, you know, the, the Mac's going to beach ball. That's just, it's going to do that. That's one of its uh, features. <laughs> gotcha. Is the, the, the spitting beach ball o death. And that just happens, you know, RAM, man. The, the computer loves, 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 loves RAM. And now I think that the, uh, the base configuration 20-inch iMac comes with 2 gigs of RAM. I could be wrong. Let me, I'm looking right now, actually. Okay. Base configuration 20 gig actually comes with 1 gig of RAM. Um, if, it, if, if I was, I'll give, you, I'll give him a little buying recommendation. If it was me, I'd probably get the upper end of the 20-inch, which comes with the 2.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo, 320 gig hard drive. You know, go big if you can. If you can afford it, you know, do it. Uh, that's just less that you'll have to worry about later. Um, it's got a 256 meg video card, and it's a high-def card. So, yeah, I, I would definitely spend, you know, the $1,500 as opposed to the $1,200 and get the better system. Gotcha. Now, Michael, you wanted and to add something to that? At the same time, I would, I would actually get another gig of RAM, too, if it was me. To go to up to three RAM? Three gig? Uh, two, two gig. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. You don't want anything less than two. Michael, go ahead. Yes, no, the first, uh, the again, the aluminum uh-huh. IMAX, when he first, the first run, when he first came out, yes, they did have some freezing problems, and Apple has uh, had fixed it. Uh, it was an issue with, uh, with again, with the, 20, the, with the 20 inch, and it was the uh, lower end of the 20 inch. Uh, the middle and all the way up to the 24th had no problems. It was just a little bit of a problem. And what it was doing, it would freeze when you uh, let the monitor go to sleep. It may, it may never wake up again. You have to actually just physically turn it off and turn it back on. But that problem has been fixed. Was that a software fix, do you know, just a software update? Yes, that's what it was. A, uh, a firmware update, and that fixed it. Very good, very good. It was, it was in the graphics card, if I'm not mistaken, that was causing the problem. Awesome. Thank- and on the Mac, I mean, the uh, iMac. If you can put four gigs of RAM in it, that's where it runs the sweetest. Very cool. And especially if you plan on doing any video at all, that, you know, going to the four gigs if you can. Of course, obviously, he's, he's very price conscious. And he says here, and he says, and finally, I could go with a MacBook Pro, but I'd rather save the money and get a bigger screen. Which would you guys recommend? And can I just say something as somebody who is a novice here, Chris being the expert on the line and some of the chat room participants like Michael and some others there, they're, they're the experts at Mac. But I will tell you, as a person who has a MacBook, I wish I had instead purchased, okay, hear me out, I wish I would have purchased a PC laptop, and I wish I would have purchased a 24-inch iMac fully loaded. Okay. And the reason why is because the Mac OS is very cool and it has some great things that I do love and it does some things extremely well. But for the most part, I'm still primarily a PC user and a lot of that has a, has everything to do with how I do things in podcasting and audio editing and the software that I run and use. However, mm-hmm. however, 
for all the things that I would love to use my MacBook for more, which is mostly video editing, some video converting, and some screen capture technology, some of those things, my the Mac OS is so far superior in all of that. The only problem is, is that my MacBook just does not have enough to- uh, power and not to mention the fact that you are, you know, the, the video card ability in a in a laptop is very minimal. Now, in a MacBook Pro, I think you have a pretty decent uh, graphics card in there, but I would still say that, and 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 this is going back to what uh, Ramafan in our forum actually even said: if you're not, if you find yourself never taking your laptop out anyway then by all means don't go out and get the laptop get the full powered machine get the get the get the machine where you can actually swap some parts out yeah would you agree with all that chris yeah i would there there are definitely times where i wish instead of uh, and, and my wife who's who's in the chat room i'm sure she'll disagree with me but um there are definitely times where i wish that instead of getting the uh, macbook we would have got the imac yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's there's something to be said about having you know being able to sit down at the desk and and you know saying okay this is the time when I sit down here that I'm dedicated to doing this no distractions, um, you know this is my computer time and uh, I, she may agree with me that uh, you know it would be much less uh, annoying for me to sit there and watch TV and, and use my laptop right <laughs> which which I which I kind of do every night. Uh, I sit there and surf the web while we watch TV, and it's quite annoying for her. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so <laughs> Michael King in the chat room, he says, I love my 17-inch MacBook Pro 2.5 gigahertz and 4 gig of RAM on it. Top of the line card. I'm, I'm assuming he that was when I put in uh, the graphics card. So he it says it's got a type of, top of the line card. And I use MacBook Pro everywhere, and I have a MacBook Pro and iMic. And so, yes. So basically, he, he says he loves it. He's, he, he definitely uses his MacBook Pro. But I'm saying is that what I'm saying is if you are okay with a stationary system, I think you get more bang for your buck in the non-portable um, system. I, I think you really, if, if I'm not mistaken, if you put dollar for dollar in processing power, in hard drive space, and you put it all all down the line, I think you end up getting a better deal for your money and a little bit more power out of that mm-hmm. money if you go with the iMac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, get the iMac. Get by far. It's it's a it's a nice machine. It's beautiful. Uh, that screen it it is a glossy screen, so you have to be kind of aware of of where you're going to sit the Mac. But man, it, it's it's nice. Yeah. Alrighty, and uh, anything else we have in here? Um, anything else you wanted to cover today, Chris? No, man. I think we are just about out of time. All right. I think, yeah, I think we've, uh, we're pushing right at 50 or so minutes. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. We want to say thank you to everybody who has joined us here in the chat room. It looks like we had quite a few people end up showing up. Over on Ustream.tv, we're currently being viewed by 55 people. I think that nice. is extremely awesome. Thank you, folks, for getting us up on the front page of Ustream. Hello, and Ustream. Hello, Ustream. Uh, we will be back next Monday evening at 7 p.m. Day- Eastern Daylight Time. And we invite you to come join us live at gspn.tv slash live. 
And if you can't join us live and you have some questions for us, we want your questions. In fact, put this in your speed dial, 859-795-4067. That's 859-795-4067. And until next time, take it easy. Happy St. Patrick's Day.